0: Hey, and welcome back to Giovanni Andrioli's Movies of More, where I talk about movies of more. Alright, everyone. Uh, I'm really proud of myself because I haven't messed up that intro in a little while, is what I would have said if I had just plugged the mic in the last time. This is actually take two. I said the exact same thing on the first take, right before I realized that the mic wasn't plugged in. So, in saying that I hadn't messed it up in a while, I messed it up. Okay, uh, you're welcome for that. That information was definitely necessary. Um, alright, let's jump right into it. I had to create a second volume of this because, um, I got so tangent-filled and and so rambling that, um, that I didn't get to everything that I wanted to talk about, even in 40 minutes, somehow. I, I, whatever. Um, <laughs> well, I guess it makes sense. Now, think about it. If I talk about one movie for 15 minutes... Like, a, like I've been trying to cut it down to 20, 15 to 20 minutes. So if I talked about two movies, I talked about Casino Royale and Aladdin. So if I would have broken them up into separate episodes, they both would have been about my, the length I'm shooting for. So actually, yeah, I guess I didn't do too bad. It's kind of on me for thinking that I could somehow cram two into one and make it 20 minutes. But, um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, that's that has just confirmed that I should definitely not try to do all the Back to the Future movies in the same episode. Because there's a part of me that thought I should, just because they're very similar. Like, they're basically one big epic film, and a lot of the stuff that you see in one movie comes back in a different movie, and you're seeing it from a different angle, or it's, like, a very similar moment, but it's in a different time period, whatever. You know, you've seen them. So, um, so it was something, it was, like, something that I was considering... But then I announced that the next three episodes are going to be the Back to the Future movies, and then I, like, circle back around with that idea, and I was like, maybe, maybe should I just knock them out in one? But no, it's going to get so bloated. It's going to go on for, like, an hour and a half. Like, there's no way I'm going to be able to wrangle that one in. So I'm going to stay with them broken up. Plus, that gives me more to hold on to, and as discussed on the previous episode, if you listen to it, I like having a secret back catalog of, of episodes in the, um, in the the um in the wings, waiting in the wings. Just waiting to be released. Waiting to grace iTunes to an average of six listens. <laughs> actually, though, I was looking through my, uh, I was looking through all my episodes, and I was sh- shocked that some of them actually have hit double digits, which obviously is really nothing big. Most, uh, most of the biggest podcasts hit, like, the six digits. No, that's not true. But, um, I don't know. Like the, at least the, at least the, the four, maybe? four to four to five digits i would feel like most of the biggest podcasts do so me over here being like guys look i did i did 17 it's really not a huge deal but i was actually i was surprised that even some of it was um you know L- listen you know what i'm trying to say so um that's, a, that's great podcasting by the way is to just to tell tell your audience hey you know that thing I'm trying, that point I'm trying to make? Make it for yourself. <laughs> um, but I was looking through, I was looking at some of my top episodes. So some bad news, which was the one where I talked about my dog dying. Uh, that one, uh, was the top of the list for a while. Like, with a bullet. That was, that was a pretty big episode for me. And then, uh, just under that, Philly's Dope. ha, <laughs> <laughs> ha, Oh my god, um, Hobbs and Shaw, and other dope things, <laughs> which is the stupidest title to anything ever, but, um, that was just under, that was at 17, D23, and the end of Vacation, which I don't even remember, I don't, I don't remember recording that episode, guys, like, I remember all these other ones, I remember, like, what I talked about, this one, n- not a clue, um, that was, that was 18 as well, so that was tied, after a while, and then there's some ones that are kind of up there, Candyman episode, which was one of my most disappointing episodes, man, I had such high hopes for that, I was so excited to record it, and then I just kind of, oh man, did it really fall flat, I didn't get it as polished as I was hoping to, it didn't, I don't know, it just didn't play as well as I as I wanted it to, but, um, 14, we had Saga, the Saga continues, Creed and Creed 2, that was 15, John Wick trilogy was 15, what, the what? Are you effing K-ing me? Which is sometimes how the cool kids say. Are you fucking kidding me? That I did John Wick trilogy in twenty minutes. That is nineteen thirty seven knockoff like in like a minute and a half for my sponsorship, dude. How I talked about that whole trilogy in like eighteen episodes, or in one episode in eighteen minutes. I mean, I would. I mean, obviously, this goes without saying, but the. The Back to the Future trilogy is a little bit better than the John Wick trilogy, but I would obviously want to devote more time to it. But how did I do that? I should try to do that again. Just kidding. Just kidding. You just got reverse pranked. inside I have a prank. Um, I already said I was gonna make it three individual episodes, and I will. I will. I promise. Um, it'll get me to. It'll get me to fifty faster. Uh, okay. Okay. I need to wrap this up and really talk about what I actually want to talk about. But here's the big news. Ratatouille is my new number one episode. 12 minutes, 13 seconds. Uh, 22 listens, bro. 22 listens? Okay, hold on. Let me see if there's a direct correlation to, like, length. No, there's... Actually, there's really not. The Oscars recap episode's up there, too. That's 17 listens. Huh. Oh, man. My Batman TV series pitch is one of the lowest ever. The lowest, lowest. Let me see if I can find that. This is... This can't possibly be interesting. Oh, no. (laughs) Ah, Guys, no. Is Is it really? Oh, fart. It's, like, tied. It's tied with a few. But, like... Uh, I don't know, that's disappointing I was happy with that, the way that one turned out but it is pretty damn long um I, maybe I shouldn't then, I had I had some upcoming episodes planned, I was I was gonna talk about, cause I've been dying to to do a, a two movie marathon of uh, Batman 89 and Batman Returns because those movies still kick ass, come at me and um and they're really great together, they're like, that's like a little bit of of chocolate ice cream on a brownie, man, it just goes perfect, so I was really hoping to watch them during, uh, during quarantine, and don't worry, I have plenty of time, I will, this is a matter of when, but I was going to talk about them, obviously, because I would love to cover every Batman movie on this podcast at some point, um, but maybe I shouldn't, no one cares, apparently, um, i'm gonna start a campaign if you guys can get my batman begins episode and my batman tv series pitch in parentheses season one to be my number one and number two episodes respectively like even if you don't listen to them just skip through them send them to all your friends tell them to do the same thing don't even tell them why just be like hey can you just like skip through this real quick and if we can get them to like uh let's get let's make these the first triple digit episodes and then i'll just do every batman episode or every batman movie yeah sounds like a plan I've been meaning to engage with my listeners. Uh, Okay, I already I already need water because I can't stop talking. All right, let's do this. I watched some basketball documentaries on Netflix because um, I actually so I don't it's not my favorite genre by any means, but I don't mind watching uh, I don't mind watching documentaries. time to time because they are interesting and it's a very it's a very different way to see the world uh and a lot of times when they're very well done they can be really entertaining and just as intriguing as a you know regular fiction movie speaking of which i know the whole world has been going crazy about tiger king and i will tell you it's possible i can see myself watching it It, i'm a little i'm not totally sure i want to spend seven 45 minute episodes with this dude but uh, maybe, we'll see, we'll see, there's a lot of stuff I want to watch first, especially because I told you guys, and I'm sorry I lied, I said that uh, Onward was coming out on April 1st, I don't know how, but it isn't, uh, I don't know how I thought that is, I guess more what I mean, it's coming out tomorrow, April 3rd, for sure, I promise, this time, so that's definitely gonna be, I'm definitely gonna watch that first, and there's, you know, I told, said Batman, there's a bunch of stuff that I'd like to get to first, but it. It's possible I, there may or may not be a Tiger King episode soon. I'm not. I'm not sure. But um. <clears throat> but uh. But I checked out Iverson and the Carter Effect on Netflix with my dad. Uh, my dad's a big basketball guy. I I'm, I'm alright with basketball. I mess with it sometimes, but he's definitely way more into it than me. And he definitely knows the stats and the histories of the players and the teams way better than me, because he grew up. The same way I've been, you know, intentionally steeping myself in, uh, sneaker culture, in movies, in pop culture, whatever, his stuff, his shit, basketball, so he knows a lot of this stuff, he knows a lot of these guys, so these documentaries are really cool, because, you know, you get to see, like, like, highlight reels with, like, you know, story in between, and, um, and yeah, man, this is, uh, this is a pretty good documentary, it was alright, um, I didn't hate it, I think uh, after going from this right to the Carter effect, I was like, oh wow, this actually could have been a lot better, but um, but I did, I did think it was really interesting, I obviously, I know the name Alan Iverson, he's very, very famous, but I didn't know to what degree he really changed the game in a lot of ways, um, especially with the clothing, I thought that was really cool, I know they changed it to suits for a while, my dad and I, had a, had a little disagreement over this. I think it is so lame when they force him to wear suits. uh, I think the tunnel, like the becoming its own kind of pseudo runway before the game, is awesome, dude. Whenever I see LeBron wearing a pair of shoes that I own, I'm like, <sighs> <sighs> my man LeBron, how to do it to him, am I right? Uh, and and it's kind of give me some of my best outfit ideas. Like, oh come on, man, I would never want to give that up. But um. But it was cool that he kind of really started making that a thing. And his talking about how he wanted to become, like, you know, his own kind of superhero. And I was like, that's really all oh, really interesting. I liked a lot of that. And then I definitely didn't know anything about his upbringing and uh, him being a child star, basically. Like, uh, in his in his teenage years, he was really, really good, really, really fast. And he, had you know, he was kind of in the spotlight before he even made it to the NBA. And then a lot of the stuff with the injustices uh dealt to him by the legal system and everything. That was all man, that was really interesting. However, it did go on really long. I think you probably could have shaved forty five minutes off of this. Like it's almost two hours. It's an hour and forty five. And I think you easily could have brought it down to one hour just because much like this podcast, um, ironically, they kinda talk in circles for a lot of it where it's like, hey, did you notice that this is an injustice? And I'm like, yeah, no, I got it, I get it. And they're like, you can clearly see that he walks away. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know you said that. And then it's like, he was a good kid, and it felt horrible. I'm like, well, yeah, it never feels good when someone's wrongfully imprisoned. But like, uh, I don't know. I I think some of that could have been tightened, brought in a little bit. uh, And then it also just had a rough feeling to it, like the editing. Um, like not just the cutting and, and pacing I think more like the actual digital editing like how they they like basically replay it like replay some of the animations and stuff it's like it's like a, I don't know stock photo of a syringe and it's got like shadows and it's in black and white and then there's like a bunch of pills and it's like black and white superimposed over a playground and there's like a like a car shot driving past a bunch of houses and I'm like did a college win a contest, maybe, to make this? Because what is this? This looks like a student film. This is insane. But, um, but yeah, I think technically it's not the best. But it did portray a really interesting story, and it brought in a lot of really interesting figures, and it was cool to see th- this player from a different light and kind of go through his life with him. Uh, so I did appreciate all of that, and, and despite it being not very well-edited, not super... Super technically well done, especially when you compare it to the Carter effect, which is much more polished. I do think that kind of matched more the tone they were going for with his story, and I do think that gives it more of a raw, real quality. However, a lot of the things these people said could have been cut out, they just don't know how to how to go on television. The- a a white woman tells a story about how they used to call her they used to call her white son the n-word but she actually says the n-word I'm like what the fuck are you doing who said yeah no let's totally leave that in and not bleep it or try to obscure it at all like let's totally make this woman look completely insensitive and then there's a lot of there's a lot of that and i'm like dude you really could have tightened this like and made these people look a lot better but um but I guess deliberately maybe more raw, more personal. I just think it could have done with a little bit of change here and there. So I would recommend it if you're into Allen Iverson and if you're into basketball. I think it is a good watch. Probably not that many times, though. It's definitely a one-time thing. However, the Carter effect is so quick. I was like, oh, shit, it's over already? I was like, are you are you, are you sure? But, um, but yeah, man, that thing is so quick. It's so polished. It's like, it's a breeze. That thing... Man, I really like that, it's, um, hold on, let me see, I can't can't see it quite, but is that, it was premiered at TIFF, I guess, based on the poster, which is, uh, the Toronto International, oh, you fucking idiot, obviously premiered at TIFF, okay, yes, the Toronto International Film Festival, um, which is a pretty prestigious, uh, international, like, a, like, independent kind of film festival, in Toronto, obviously, and, uh, and so that's good, when, when movies come out of there with good buzz, that's usually a pretty good sign, and I think that's definitely well-deserved, because this is, this is awesome, this is a really good documentary, it was lean, it was mean, it told, uh, it told his story very effectively, very fast-paced, uh, and it was technically just really good, like, going from one to the other, it looked really good, like, it looked a lot cleaner, the editing was a lot better, the audio was a lot better, it's, um, did a really good job of, like, showing behind the scenes of certain moments, and, and I I really appreciated that, and it was cool to see a bunch of different perspectives on it, like, you get to see Drake, you get to see that vintage guy who looked like Discount Sean Wartherspoon, um, you get to see, like, coaches, other players, all kinds of stuff, that was really cool, and, uh, and yeah, you get to see Tracy McGrady, who I love to play as in 2k, man's a goat, uh, so yeah, I liked all that, and I, I really liked this documentary. I liked all the footage that it, it brings in, all the different people that, that you get to see talk about him. And, uh, and yeah, it was just very well, well done. Technically, a much more impressive movie, and I think that it did a better job of telling, of telling that story. And it's, it's more about, I guess it's very different, I guess maybe more what it's trying to achieve. It's less of a life story, it's more of a cultural impact. And, uh, and so maybe that's where the two differ, however, I do just think that I prefer w- what the Carter effect does to, to what uh, Iverson does. But they're both pretty alright in, in, in their own respect, but I definitely prefer the Carter effect. And then on uh, other, other stuff I've been checking out on Netflix, so I, a while ago, when The Good Place was still relatively new, I went through and I binged the first two seasons. And this is before season three came out, and then I kind of left it alone and and kind of forgot about it. And now season three has come and gone, and uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, I feel like there's something with season four. Uh, let me see, let me see here. Yeah, there is. Okay, so so I have to check that out eventually too if, if, when it comes to Netflix, but. I thought, what else am I doing? And I decided I would go back and revisit the show and and check it out. And I remembered a lot of it. I've forgotten a lot of it too. So it's it's fun to revisit. And uh, I, and yeah, it's just a very very enjoyable, very solid uh, like sitcom. That's consistently very good. And I like the characterization. I like you know coming to terms with the fact that you were a bad person when you were alive. I like the twists and turns it takes. There's one pretty big one in season one that I think makes the show really, really interesting immediately. Uh, and, and yeah, every opportunity, they just mine anything that they can for the optimal amount of comedy or, um, or moral ambiguity. And it's all very light. It's all very, very short and, and compact and it's a lot of fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And I think that, Everybody in it does a fantastic job. They're all, like, funny in their own unique way. And they all work very well off of each other. They have a great chemistry. And the show looks really good. For being a network show, it, it does look really impressive. So I, I was glad to to decide to revisit this. It's a lot of fun. And I definitely recommend it if you're looking for something light and breezy and, and funny during these kind of scary times. So, yeah, check it out. I would definitely say check it out. And uh, this is very similar like well not in the sense of humor but similar in that it deals with heavy subject matter Funny, funnily it's a little different though it's definitely a lot darker it's definitely a lot edgier the good place is tvpg uh the this um bojack horseman is what i was what i'm talking about here uh bojack horseman is what i've also been watching uh that is definitely not PG's. TV pg tvpg uh, but it is, nonetheless, really great, and, uh, a lot of times, very poetic, the first season is fantastic, honestly, if they never revisited it, it would be, like, borderline perfect, but they did, and it just keeps getting more perfect, it's, it's insane, uh, it's really, really good, the actors are all very great, it's very clever, it's very, um, it's very reverent, and, uh, and man, I just love it. It's so weird. It's just I don't know. It's it's a lot of fun. There's stuff with, from it that just like sticks with me. That's just like certain lines that hit like a gut punch. The one I keep coming back to is uh there's one, I don't remember when it where it's from exactly, but he he says about um he's like I guess when you're looking through rose tinted glasses, all the red flags just look like flags. And I was like Oh what? That is genius. That is genius as hell. This whole show is genius, man. It's it's so much fun. Uh and Will Arnett is quickly becoming one of my favorite comedians right now. He is great in it. Aaron Paul is great in it. Uh dude, mister Peanut Butter just talking uh character wise. Oh, uh, where did they come up with that? That is crazy. He's so perfect like he straddles the line of being like a good and really shitty dude and uh, they don't ever overdo it on the dog jokes uh it's oh man it's a lot of fun and I really love the cast of characters and and all the different things that Bojack struggles with and how comedic and, and satirical it is it's a really really great show but you don't need me to tell you that I'm sure if you have you know heard about Netflix originals at all, you've definitely heard about Bojack because with good reason, it's, it's, uh, very famous, and, and very well-respected, because it's really great, so, yeah, I definitely, definitely recommend that, but it's, it's, really, just be warned, it is funny, but it's not lighthearted. so, yeah, it's, uh, it's a, it's a really good show, and then, uh, actually, really quick, I just want to circle back around to it, I... I think I talked about this a little bit more a, a couple weeks ago when I was kind of going back in and, and revisiting a lot of the old episodes that I was a big fan of. But um the show sequel this, which is which is kind of what prompted me to do um to do a, a pitch show, the the episode that I did on my Batman TV series pitch. And actually, I've been just having so many ideas for episodes that I might just start doing this regularly. Like, listen or not, I'm I might just keep doing like main episodes and then just having like bonus episodes for something and. Um, and i'll probably move the pitch episodes as to to be more of bonus episodes because i know that they, they that at least the first one went really long uh it took a really long time for me to uh, like actually get it ready to to produce it took multiple iterations of the script um and it was uh it was fun for me but clearly didn't do very well which is what the like first 10 minutes of this podcast proved. So I would probably move it to a more bonus bonus episode format, but um, but I want to do a sequel to Inception. I, a, I like not not Cobb story, not continuing the same cast of characters. It's such an awesome world, and the fact that it is tech that's readily available to, like, basically anyone. Man, does that open up so many possibilities, and I would love to explore them in a pitch about Inception two. So I would love to do that, but. I realize that a lot of people might not be particularly interested in it, so I might do more of a bonus episode thing, and just as I have ideas for episodes that maybe couldn't sustain being part of the regular feed, I just throw them in, in between bigger episodes, just as optional listening, I don't know, that might be where this is headed, since I have nothing better to do, at least for a little while, foreseeable future, but um, what the hell was I saying? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that show, they talk about one of my favorite episodes is their E.T. 2 pitch, where they pitch a sequel to E.T., obviously. And they both pick up where he's an adult, and they take different, the two hosts have different ideas about how that would go. Like, they approach it from different avenues. But I think one of the most interesting things that they point out is that in that and in a lot of similar, you know, like kids on an adventure movies from the 80s, You're seeing a kid's life peak when they are, like, still in grade school, and so everything after that will feel like a perpetual downturn, because you're never going to be able to top that. The greatest thing that ever happened to you already happened to you, and I thought that was so interesting, because, uh, like, whenever that ship sails off and they've paid for the houses, like, the Goonies, their life just goes back to being normal, like, they go back to being normal kids. They go they go back to to money troubles and to dealing with bullies, and like as far as we know, nothing really changed after they saved their house. Like there's those people are still gonna be assholes, you know. Like that ship is is gone. Like there's there's no more adventure. It's over. And so even though their lives might still be fun and it might still be you know cool to hang out with each other and they might have small small, small stuff, the biggest thing in their life. It already happened same thing with et you got visited by aliens you flew around you evaded the cops you know like you met a creature that you fell in love with who could heal wounds and, and was from another planet like you're never ever going to get back to that and, and and the other thing is like the world wouldn't care you would just be you know you would be famous for 15 minutes and then after that you would go to working a nine-to-five like a typical job and you would just be another person like that is crazy to think about and um and i think that that's something that bojack horseman explain explores really well it's similar i was thinking about that in uh in the context of superheroes but it's very similar in terms of actors and i like that you've seen you're seeing someone who peaked and now his life is perpetually going downhill and it's him trying to trying to build stairs up that hill and trying to get back to the top, and that's really fascinating to watch, plus it's really funny and really clever and unique, and I think that's one of the best things about the show, but, um, by, by thinking about it in context of superheroes, I meant, um, I was thinking about watching Spider-Verse again, because it's on, it's on Netflix, and I haven't watched it in a couple months And I was thinking that's one of my favorite things about the Peter Parker character in that, which is that his life peaked when he was 15, and now everything else has been trying to, like, you know, trying to keep that going, and and eventually he just can't. And I was thinking about how that was similar to BoJack, and then that got me all thinking on this, and that's where I ended up here now. Anyway, I digress. That's all I have to say. Let's go, let's do some gratefuls. I am grateful for uh, my Xbox, <laughs> It's you know what, fuck it, I'm grateful for my Xbox, that's it, I don't know if I've done this one before, but even if I have, it bears repeating, I love my Xbox, it's so much fun, I'm glad that we got it, and it's, I don't know man, it's keeping me from going insane, I'll tell you that, so yeah, Xbox, whatever, I, that's truth, all right everyone. Uh, whew, thank you for listening. Man, these these long recording sessions do a world of hurt to my throat. Uh, but uh but in the meantime, while I'm while I'm getting some more nor, you know, recovering the old pipes, uh you could help me out in, by rating and reviewing the show or following up me on Instagram. So you can keep up with it, or emailing me, anything, you know, it all helps. So, uh, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow the show, at Movies and More Pod. You can follow me personally, at really one to keep up with my my goings-on, and as well as the show show's going on. Hint, hint, the show's act, uh, account is much more active than mine, currently. Um, what else, what else, what else? Uh... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Email. Uh, how many times have I done this? Okay. Uh, you can email the show at G- moviesandmorepod at gmail.com. Comments, questions, uh, whatever. Just send them in. I'd love to hear them. And then, yeah, rate and review the show wherever you get your podcast. Five stars would be preferable. It really helps out a lot. It takes a minute, and I'd really appreciate it. So thanks if you've done any of that, and thanks in advance if you're going to. You guys, you guys rock. Thank you, as always, for listening. And until next time... Don't forget, um, what are you doing here? (laughs) Uh, If you watch Bojack, that makes sense. If you don't, ignore it. Uh, Just think of me as a crazy person, which I might be by the end of this. Bye.